The Movie Hour, episode 215, January 15th, 2013. There are a few spoilers in this episode concerning Zero Dark Thirty, and there is a fair amount of swearing. Enjoy the show, everyone. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Mila Kunis Forgetting Movie Hour. I'm the man, Greg Maloney, the big man. Upstairs, that's me. I'm here to talk about movies with my co-hosts, who you know as Brother James and everyone's favorite, Jeff. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, kids. Hello. I like the point where I made it where you guys are known as Brother James and Jeff, because then who knows what your real names right, are. Right, right. You don't know. Right. It's hey, been a while. Stay tuned for the twist ending. Right. It's gonna, we're going to... We're gonna... <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get this thing off the road on a great start of giggling. Um, I do want to let everyone know, as you can tell, I'm feeling much, much better, which means I get to drink during the show, which is my like the present I give myself every week other than doing the podcast with you guys because it's always a blast. You're it's just pretty, awful. It's pretty much birthdays every week, which is another issue. I completely We for, completely forgot to mention that Jeff's birthday was coming up last week. So should we do a, like a happy birthday, Jeff, right now? Should we do a, a little should. bit of a happy birthday? I'll take all comers. Let's, let's do it. All right. <laughs> I'm 30, just so everybody knows. 30 now. It's a big which end. to Jim is like, you know, a child. Yeah. But to the average person, <laughs> seems like a, you know, seems like a pretty big deal. Oh, no. I it's to cradle a, you in my arms. It's <laughs> going to be a happy, happy birthday. And for everybody that has the Jeff Tracker uh, app installed on their phones, they will know that Jeff is coming into town this weekend. So... We're going to have a good time. It's quite true. We're going to have drinks. There will be drinks. Probably unlike the one I'm drinking now. I had a uh, scotch, but I didn't have it. Like I was going to do scotch and green tea, which I didn't have. So I was like, oh, I've got Earl Grey. I could do scotch and Earl Grey. That, oh, Jesus. That's not going to work. So I did scotch and soda, and I'm feeling well, that, that works. Good. Yeah, feeling pretty good about it. Maple and, Crown uh, Royal, man. Maple Crown Royal. Yeah. James. Something I just made for myself called a uh, Boulevardier. Uh, it's a, it's, it's basically a Negroni with whiskey instead of gin. It's a good drink, I tell you. Capari on the rocks. You got it. It's a Belvedere. We're calling it a Belvedere. Belvedere, a Mr. Belvedere. Let's hope uh, this podcast finds all our listeners in similar situations. Taking it easy, kicking back. Maybe you're going to work. Hopefully, this uh, makes it a little simpler. Makes the day a little simpler. And we have a lot of things to talk about today. A lot of movies caught. A lot of things happening. The Oscar nominations came out. The Golden Globes happened. That was, I guess, kind of a big deal. But Golden Globes, you know, other than the comedy of it, was I heard someone's gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jody Jody Foster, like the Jody Foster speech. Like I, I didn't watch it live. I ended up catch, catching a lot of it in recap, as I do a lot of things. But um, the Jody Foster speech, you know, she got the Lifetime Achievement uh, uh, Award there, and it was. Like, I didn't mind it, and I, I have no problem with her coming out at the Golden Globes. And I, what I really liked about it was the the fact that she brings it up and she says, you know what, why do I even have to, like, sort of, why do I even have to announce this, this culture we live in where it's, like, reality TV all the time and we're just in the spotlight 100% of the day. And, like, that part I, I can, like, I almost felt bad for him a little bit. It was, like, the whole small violin like okay you guys are celebrities i you, i'm sure you have it tough oh, yeah it's... you you've you've kind of made you're here right <laughs> right um but i you know being in front of a spotlight 100 percent of the time in your life would probably be pretty terrible but uh yeah kudos to everybody involved in the golden globes bad news is moonrise kingdom got pretty much shivved there they didn't win anything and also uh and the oscar nominations which were released uh after our podcast recording last week um 
Moonrise Kingdom got one nomination. Screenplay, surprise. Like, that's it. There were nine Best Picture nominations this year. You couldn't give Moonrise Kingdom a nod. There's an open slot. Give it right. to them. <laughs> like, the, no possibilities of that happening. Like, it was yeah. a pretty excellent movie. Um, it was definitely the, my favorite movie that I saw last year. I, I mean, I didn't see all these movies, and I'm also kind of biased. I, I tend to really like Wes Anderson's movies, and the actors and actresses that are in this movie are some of my favorites. But it, it, it seems like they're almost purposely avoiding it. Like, the guy makes some pretty seriously good movies, and I think the Academy just doesn't like him. Right, right. Um, have you guys seen this list? The Best Pictures list? looking at it now yeah it's just and i think it's a german film more is that i don't even know i don't know much about that one at all there's old people in it right i should know it you've got you've got argo beast of the southern wild which is amazing because i swear that movie came out like two years ago or something but apparently it's uh still making the rounds i've got it i still have to see it it looks badass yeah i do want to see it that's so that's up there django unchained which we can immediately just dismiss like i'm happy you got nominated it's <laughs> yeah great, it's, it's not it's winning. a great movie but this is not yeah this movie does not win best picture not in a lifetime um hey, about the beast of the southern wild thing like i feel like this is this this can't be the first time this has happened where the people have just missed it and people like the the academy's just missed it and been like uh we forgot and right you know, like, yeah it really like it's something that's been it made the festival circuit like crazy and then after a while it came to the forefront and hey it's here so i swear like this movie has been out forever but i guess i could i'm guessing maybe it has to deal with when it was released theatrically i don't i don't know uh life of pi lincoln silver linings playbook and zero dark 30 are, are the nine best picture nominations which is just fantastic i'm i'm, I'm glad you guys all got the um, the honor of being one of the nine. Maybe we can uh, make some Lord of the Rings jokes. Anybody <laughs> like for that? You mean about um, how many movies there are in it? <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's, Lord that's, of the Rings got all stop. nine nominations this year. <laughs> right, right. And I did, uh, I did catch Zero Dark Thirty, so I've got some comments about that. Uh, I'll do in the review. But in terms of just like, we're not going to go over all these, all these list of categories. All these listing categories, but you guys, you guys have any uh, things that stuck out to you? Briefly, uh, best actor in a leading role. Feel real bad for everybody that's not Daniel Day Lewis. Like, <laughs> what about Joaquin Phoenix? He got nominated. Well, yes, after... jo- Joaquin Phoenix. Good point. Um, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix shit. nominated for the Master after a few years ago saying that he hated the Oscars and like didn't care at all, which I think actually gives him a shot uh, at winning because I really feel like the Academy is sort of like a uh, like a like a I don't know, a low self-esteem girl in college that, you know, if, if you just tell her how awful she is enough times, she'll sleep with you. It's, it's so. like the lead joke negging. Like, I don't neg. Like, there's I can't right. go around and be, be an asshole to people and think it's going to get chicks to sleep with me. Right. Like it's, yeah. Walking but it works. It's doing it. It's going to work. Yeah. It worked. Apparently, um, I need to see Silver Linings Playbook because it got a shit ton of nominations, and the previews don't look that good at all. Yeah, it's a mental. Uh, pretty much, you've got uh, Bradley Cooper coming back with like a pretty much coming back from like mental health institute, right? Getting his, getting his life back together. Like it almost plays off as almost a comedy in the trailers, it does. commercial. So like. It does. It's nominated for four acting awards. Well, as yep. we've seen in recent uh, recent months, mental health issues are hilarious. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, animated feature film, 
Brave. There's actually, I think there were three last year. There were five this year. Brave, Frank and Weenie, Paranorman, uh, The Pirates, which is the, the English Band of Misfits movie, and then Wreck-It Ralph. Um, happy, to, happy to see How those. How many of those have you seen? I've seen three of them. Wow. <laughs> I like the percentage there. Greg, Greg's seen 60% of the animated features. Yeah, so I, 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 I any other, uh, any I've, other categories. I've seen Zero Dark Thirty, Django Unchained. Uh, that I guess that's it out of the nine. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of nine. Yeah. Watch worse. Oh, Watch worse. I've, you know, just as bad. I'm one for five instead of one for nine. If Moonrise Kingdom would have been nominated as it should have been, like I, I know we, like we put Wes Anderson up on a pedestal, but still, like it's. I uh I still like out I'm, of those I'm nine. Surprised months, it didn't get a nom. I, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Jim. You're not you're not as slappy as no, we are. I like him for sure, but I, um, I'm surprised he didn't get nominated for any of the like, what is it, the art stuff? Right, that art shit, like cinematography categories, whatever they're called. Design, cinematography, yeah, usually costume designs, like up costume design. That's what I would have guessed. Yes, so. they only do period piece costume designs. Like I guess I don't know. It's kind of crazy kind of crazy and i uh hopefully i don't know hopefully the oscars will be entertaining this year like we were mentioned before seth mcfarland's gonna be hosting which whatever i don't really care all that much about it but um yeah we'll, we'll see how that goes it'll be uh I'm sure it'll be fantastic and uh we've got some some review stuff to talk about too which will get us uh more into that which i guess we can jump to now we got a lot to go through today we got a quiz coming up from jim so uh james how about we start with you and then uh i'll jump through some of my stuff uh yeah i ended up seeing two movies this week that are new to me uh i'll talk about one of them somewhat in length a movie 2009 movie called shrink um it's about a guy who's pretty much a psych Psychiatrist to the stars. I'm um, sorry, is that with Kevin Spacey? It is. Okay, mm-hmm. I know you would have said that. I just I wanted to get out ahead of it and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know that movie. <laughs> um, yes, Kevin Spacey plays a shrink to the stars. Um, he has a personal tragedy before the film starts, and you we get to meet him while he's in a just a big slump, big depression, uh, starting to do drugs and stuff like that. And while he's the main character and the main story of this, uh, this is one of those movies that has lots of characters and storylines that are all slightly related and interweaved. Um, and the characters are pretty interesting. And there's it's some his perspective, though, right? Kevin Spacey's perspective? Or no, it... it's kind of all over the place. Oh, okay. It's so this those... is like a New York uh, New Year's Eve kind, kind of, of, yeah, sort of coffee and cigarettes. Yeah, that kind a little of... more serious, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those where it's just like, oh, you're related to this person because of that, and oh, you work with him, okay, and it's all connected somehow. But uh, yeah, comes. the uh, the characters are pretty interesting, and there's some pretty decent performances. Uh, but the movie doesn't deliver all that well. Um, the ending's kind of contrived. It's just a little too neat and nicely wrapped up at the end we're just like oh everyone turned out sunny at the end like <laughs> kind of that kind of ending where all the stuff they were dealing with was pretty serious shit so it's kind speaking of, of speaking kind of, of sunny i just realized that always sunny is now streaming on netflix up to season seven jesus awesome. christ yeah. awesome news so <laughs> that's right? what you do during the podcast okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah um the movie is it's a nice distraction if you stumble across it but i wouldn't go searching it out or anything like that it, Kevin Spacey pretty much just show up for a paycheck in this movie or what? I thought he was pretty good in it. Um, (laughs) And there are other performances that were pretty solid too. Uh, Robin Williams gives a 50% performance. Like in one scene, he's pretty good. In the others, he's Robin Williams. He wasn't sweating through his shirt by the time he (laughs) was Wait, you're saying Robin Williams is not generally pretty good? 
Yeah, basically. Okay. But uh, uh, so yeah, not too bad. Uh, the other movie I saw was uh, and Greg will like this. Finally saw Castle in the Sky. Hey, all right. Sucky movie. Uh, it's been <laughs> on my hard drive forever. Um, so we watched that one. It was pretty good. Um, not my favorite. Probably not my top. You know, half of the Miyazaki movies, but still pretty solid in its own right. Yeah, that's badass. That's that's a good one. And I think what's amazing is I think that was after Nausicaa. And I swear, like, the animation seems very, I don't know, like, seems similar in it. So it seemed like it would have been like a, uh, um, seemed like it would have been like before or maybe like just as. But I think it was supposed to be like three years after Nausicaa, maybe. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, it's a good one. Uh, that uh, that Miyazaki guy obsessed with flying and flight—that's right up, uh, right up his alley. Um, There's not too many that I have left that I haven't seen. I don't think. What's left on the list? You know. Um, I don't think I've seen the Caladrostro one or whatever that one was. Yeah, that's like the first one. Yeah, talking, talking about Lupin the Third, the yeah, Castle. I haven't yeah. seen that one, and I had I haven't seen the most recent one. Okay, so Nasca was '84, Castle in the Sky was '86, and then yeah, you've seen Totoro. Have you seen Kiki's Delivery Service yet? Yep. Yep. Okay. Princess Mononoke? Yep. Damn. You're good. Spirited Away, Ponyo. Totoro? Totoro. Um, so what haven't you seen? I think the first and the last, I think. Ponyo is really the the most the latest, because Porco Rosso hasn't been released yet. Mr. Doe and the Egg Princess is a short, so like the first yeah, one Marco. is, is Lupin. Pretty... Um, well, yeah, I think you're, Lupin the Third is pretty much it. Yeah. Which isn't bad. What's great about that movie is there's a character that's pretty much like your classic badass, like anime uh, ninja assassin guy. Okay. And he just doesn't do anything. He just looks like a badass, and you know he's a badass, but he doesn't do anything. Just, <laughs> nice. Like, I think he should, does one thing during the movie. Um, but anyhow, that's awesome. I'm happy you've uh, continued that quest. Um, Do you end up catching it with uh, Katie and Dave? Have you been doing that with, uh, with those? Uh, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. They were in the same boat. Not their favorite. Oh, to counter your quirky celebrity uh, psycho psychic guy, um, I totally listened to your your review. I and, You're uh, looking yeah. up Netflix information. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Psychiatrist and your uh, cartoon stuff. I caught the opposite of those movies. I caught uh, Dread recently, which I feel terrible about. Um, you feel terrible that it took you this long? It, or you... I feel terrible that it took me this long. You are accurate, <laughs> Jeff, in your analysis. This movie's good. It's not. It is not bad. It is good. It's. Um... <laughs> in case we we're unclear on the definition of good, because when you said this movie was good, I was unclear that I like. I'm like, wait, double check. Does good mean I, what I think it means? I don't mince words. No, Greg's saying it means not bad. I'm. Not, yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I ended up, uh, we talked about, well, I talked about catching this movie as a drunken feature for a while. And then I blamed one of our, one of our better listeners, uh, Davey, because him and I were going to watch it together. Cause you know, you don't go, you don't go to drunken feature by yourself, at least not normally, well, not on I, Tuesdays. Uh. <laughs> and I didn't end up catching it in theaters and I, uh, I caught it, uh, just recently and it was good. And I think what, I guess to start off, people that aren't familiar with Dread uh, being the amazing movie, uh, amazing uh, history that it has, uh, you've got a movie based on, I don't even know if it's a graphic novel or a comic book called like a 2000 AD, but it's a, uh, follows a guy that lives in a post-apocalyptic world where most of the earth is un, uh, uh, uninhabitable and you have to, uh, they pretty much 
collect everybody into these mega cities. He lives in Mega City One, which is supposed to be like this huge stretch between what is uh, what is that was the name of it? Mega City One. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty. <laughs> That's pretty badass. Going back, good still not bad, right? Yeah, good still not bad. Now, <laughs> here's what was here's what deterred me from seeing this movie, other than Dave's absenteeism was, <laughs> I uh, everything. <laughs> the trailer for it looked awful, and it's mainly because there's a drug invented in this movie called slow mo, which. They decided to use as an effect where everything was supposed to move at a fraction of its normal speed when you're under the influence of this drug. And the trailer, pretty much 50% of it was in slow motion. So I figured, okay, this is something they created so they can pretty much just show slow motion during the entire movie, which they didn't end up doing, thank God. Um, But what you you end up with is uh, Dredd being our favorite police officer uh, in the the Hall of Justice or whatever the hell it is in, in uh, Mega City One. And Wait, quick question: Is he the law? I he hope is so. If he, you, that's even in the trailer, Jeff. Come on, you're not even keeping up here. He says it. He, he, does he says it. He says okay. it. I'm the law. I am the law. Um, and he, uh, yeah, does does a great job. Anyhow, so here's what's interesting. Um, unlike the predecessor uh, with Sly Stallone. Which Judge Dredd being, you know, one of my fantastic movies from my childhood. Um, this movie's a little more gritty. You've got more of a uh, a dread from the comic, as I understand it. In this movie, Dredd never takes his helmet off, and in the in the comic, he never does either. So this is this is more how he rolls. So Carl Urban had a really tough acting job ahead of him, because you know he can't, you don't get to see anything but his mouth, pretty much. So you get to see you get a lot of frowny faces from Carl Urban, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of mean. Uh, grins going on, a lot of stuff like that. Anyhow, so what makes this movie apart from your normal shooting, killing everybody, which, it, by the way, there's a lot of killing in this movie. So you get every, every action junkie gets it. They, they No problem there. But what separates this is you get two roles. One, uh, the rookie, Anderson, which is played by Olivia Thurlby, who you know as pretty much any other role from that she's done as a teenager. This is her, I guess, uh, jump to, I don't know, against type kind of role here. So she she's the Rob Schneider role. Yeah. She's not the comic relief in this though. There is very little comic relief in this movie. It's a uh, serious. I just thought it was good. It's, it is good. Rob Schneider is great too. I'm just saying two things can be good. I can like vanilla and chocolate. Like they no, both can't, you have they to pick one. They don't have to both. Uh, they're not mutually exclusive. Um, so, back, back. Uh, you, don't get me on ice cream. Don't get me on ice cream. <laughs> oh shit! You're right. Don't you're get right. him on ice cream. Right. So, getting us back to uh, Olivia Thoroughby. She, the what's interesting is she plays a character who is a mutant um, based on the radiation. Uh, she lived way too close to the edge of the city. And, three boobs. Yeah. So she does not have three boobs, at least as far as uh, we could tell. It's but good. She turned. She is a psychic. So you have Carl Urban playing Judge Dredd, who's a guy that controls his emotions. He's the law. Like you know, the, he's pretty much 100% serious man. But then you have Olivia Thurlby, who's the psychic, who is, I wouldn't say overly emotional, but she deals with the emotions of other people and tells people secrets and all this other shit because she's a psychic and it's cool. Her role in this is pretty. She does a really good job. I think. Being an action movie, her role in this was actually surprising. Like she ended up probably, I guess, 
completely taking over the show over Carl Urban being Judge Dredd, even though he does most of the awesome killing, which is, you know, awesome. But it's uh, something something that surprised me. Second thing, uh, Lena or Lena Hetty, who we all know Cersei. is uh, Cersei. Thank God. Love her fantastic in that in that series and uh i guess the only what was weird was before that the only thing that i knew that she was in was 300 and that was pretty much it but it's sarah no. connor on tv uh, um so amazing amazing person and it was interesting yeah. in, this, in this movie she plays the bad lady called mama uh which <laughs> is for marigold madeline or something anyways um and she is the one pushing slow-mo on everybody. She's the bad guy, 100%. But uh, also ultra-violent bad guy, which is cool. But what was funny was, you know, it's this is really an action flick boiled down. But it's it's uh, her role is she delivers a couple of, not one-liners, but a couple lines that you know is just completely just... Anybody could have said it. I could have went up there and said that one liner it would have been fine. But she pulls out her like British acting chops in the perfect moments where she tells like pretty much her subordinates to shut the fuck up and stuff like that. That stuff, that little thing like of her pulling that out, like doing go, taking the extra step to tell somebody to shut the fuck up was awesome. I think she did a great job in this. Anyways, any action flick person's going to love this movie. I'm I'm very sad I didn't catch it because this movie pretty much made $0 and most likely we're not going to see a second one even though it's wide open for it. I'm still and waiting for the 180 where you say you're just kidding. I'm just kidding. This movie's awful. No, it's I was going to do that for Zero Dark Thirty. You're ruining my review for Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, so yeah, anyhow. We, should, uh, we got Zero Dark Thirty to talk about, which is a serious movie. I guess it's a serious Wait, 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 wait. Before you even start the Zero Dark Thirty review, okay. which movie was better? Which one deserved the nomination? Dread. Hold on. The Oscar nominated Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, let me let me answer that after Zero Dark Thirty. I'll 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 continue talking. Can, can it stew? Can it marinate? Yeah, let it marinate a little bit. So here's here's the thing about Zero Dark Thirty. A Catherine Bigelow movie mostly known for Hurt Locker before that. And then anyone else actually knows Kathleen Bigelow from the great, the, the magnificent point break, which is fantastic. Um, there's not enough you can say about her other than she like that was sarcastic. And I really think point break was pretty good. <laughs> um, it seems <laughs> no, the movie's fantastic. Point Break's fantastic. It seems, uh, like she's a, a bitch a lot, but you know, maybe that's the James Cameron rumming off on her. You, you never know. Um, they're divorced now or something, so not a big deal. But whatever. So, the movie. I think the trailer doesn't give enough about what this is about. Like, I was even talking to somebody today that thought it was about, like, SEAL Team 6 and stuff like that. And the movie is really like a Patriot game. So, you file, you pretty much follow a CIA agent operative. I don't know what you'd call him. But uh, pretty much CIA agent Jessica Chastain's character, uh, Maya. And it's her... Going through, uh, she's pretty much as as her character. She goes to Pakistan. She's set up there to help capture Bin Laden, track him down, figure out what's going on uh, post uh, 9/11. And you you get the feeling it's a lot like a Patriot Games, where you're you're like, okay, it's a bunch of analysts in a room. Maybe it's a CIA analyst. That's what I should call her. Um, bunch of analysts in a room trying to figure out what all these clues mean, what all these messages mean, and how to get to the bad guy. And the thing I think people take this movie way too like takes this movie way too seriously. Like the thing is in the beginning in the very beginning of the film, it completely sets you up 
where it just kind of emotionally charges you. It lets you li- – there's a black screen at the very beginning, first minute of the movie. And they just let you listening to radio chatter of 9-11, like people making phone calls, people talking – like uh, police talking on a police scanner. Trying to get her to emotionally attached to this. Right. And <clears> – <throat> It's kind of pissed off by that in the beginning, but I can see, you know, I can see why it's necessary to put people in the, you know, in the shoes of like, okay, here's the atmosphere you're dealing with, and now go. This is this is what we have, um, and so we pretty much immediately get introduced to Jessica Chastain's character. The next scene is an interrogation of, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Anyways, uh, he's being interrogated, and this is I was actually bringing this up with you, Jim. Is Jason Clark is a uh, yeah, main? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Right, he's a main uh, CIA uh, operative with her, and she does. He does a lot of the main interrogations. He's sort of the, he's been there through Iraq, and he's the guy that was there before she showed up, and kind of plays as his, his uh, her superior. How does he do? He does a great job. I yeah. thought he was awesome. I, I really enjoyed him. I found him yeah, on a TV always. show and kind of attached myself to him since. <laughs> he's now. Is he your boy? He's, mine. he's my boy. Jason Clark's your boy. Okay, all right, good to know. Uh, Jim's boy, Jason Clark. Um, but and yeah, you pretty much just caught him in Lawless, right? That's what you were. Is that uh, all your basics on, or are you basically? No, just no, on? I, he was in a, a a cop show that I used to watch that got canceled on TV for a Chicago one with uh, Jessica Biel. Oh, Jessica Biel. Okay, now we're talking. Anyhow, so movie sets up really seriously, and I, I I just think kind of like the Hurt Locker, this movie takes itself too seriously. Like, I can see why, like, again, it, you're pretty much watching a Patriot Games movie. It just happens to deal with something Americans all wanted to kind of see was Obama, uh, Obama, Osama bin Laden tracked down, and pretty much in the end, you get to see the assault recreated, obviously, and we get to uh, um, see it all go down, which is, like, when I, when I watch it, I'm curious if... Uh, Bigelow or the writer, uh, Mark Bowl was trying to like write Chastain as just like sort of a, uh, um, a representation of like the American public. Like this, she is relentless in the hunt for Osama. Like when a lot of people doubted things, she just jumped at it, even though it was hundred percent concrete, she just believed that he was there. And, um, pretty much afterwards when everything, after everything wraps up, she pretty much just breaks down and cries and like I, watching it. Like I've got a feeling this is a movie that's going to win a lot of reward, a lot of awards, but it's just because of the the con- not the content of the movie, but the subject matter, and that pisses me off. Um, there are some good, like Jessica Chastain. I really don't think she does a good job in this. She doesn't really show any range until like the end of the movie. Um, she ends up, you know, saying motherfucker a couple times, and you know, has to get <laughs> that's her range. Right, that's her range. Like really, she did a Tobey Maguire. Like she Tobey Maguire this movie. She has the same expression through the entire. Like she's serious. And just walks through it. Um, Jason Clark does a good job. There's a, a far in terms of acting as a, a, I see Mark Duplass is in this movie. Yeah, there are there are a lot of people that show up in this, and like I, I don't even know where to start. Like there are uh, a couple of times where you go through and just start. She introduces a lot of people as you go, which is a, kind of like the Hurt Locker. You get introduced to a couple new characters as the movie goes on. Right. A lot of uh, um. Uh, a lot of things happen that remove those characters from the equation, but I I, I really think in terms of like a- actors and actresses winning rewards, or I keep on saying rewards, awards from this. I, I really think Jessica Chastain must have been outperformed by somebody out of the other nine people, not nine people, four people uh, on that list. But <laughs> it's it's a good movie. And the other thing 
I was, but is it better than Dread? I haven't got to that yet. Wait, okay, sorry, sorry. sorry. There's another thing that pisses me like another thing that pissed me off about this movie, and it's the build up. And this is gonna be a spoilerish kind of thing, even though as soon as you start watching it, you realize what's gonna happen. Um, oh, so Big Lon gets shot or in the face. Right. right. Uh, bigger. That reminds me of something else I want to bring up. Uh, there is a scene where they have a lead where there's a guy claiming to be a mole inside uh, al-qaeda's organization so they need to meet this guy and see how um how closely related to uh, osama he really is so one of the other main characters goes to meet this guy and jessica chastain's left uh for one reason or another uh and they just drag the scene on and i like i understand suspense like i i get it okay build up build up what's going to happen next but they meet like they telegraph the fact that this guy is going to come in and blow up the place. Like the, you can tell before, and it's like a five minute scene. It's like, okay, the car is coming. Where is he? He's not here. He's not here. He's not here. Okay. There he is. He's coming up in the car. And then there's this huge barricade in front of him. Like it's at a camp. It's at a fort in Afghanistan or something. And, um, so yeah. because of the suspense building, like it ruined the surprise of him. Right. Right. Like, it's just like, okay, the only thing that could surprise me right now, if he comes out and says, Hey, let's do this. Like he's going to blow the place up. It's It's almost like it was flip flop. Like, all right, he's blowing this place up. He's not meeting these people. Like they talk about, Oh, um, I said that there weren't going to be any security guards at the front because it would spook him. So get those guys out of there. And okay. All right. So now he's coming in unsearched in a car. Right. Okay. There's another guy in the car. You can see him. Okay. He's driving up. And then they talk about like, one of the guys says, it's my, you know, it's my job to keep everybody secure, not just you. And just, they, they drag it out and you know, he's going to blow the place up. It's just guaranteed. And it just, I don't know. It pissed me off. I, that, that part kind of irked me, but continuing, um, I hope, I, I really hope everyone checks the movie out. Like it's, um, it does bring up the question of, what is right when you're trying to hunt down somebody like Osama bin Laden, like in terms of what to do to these people that are may or may not be war criminals kind of thing and how to deal with human life. Like that question gets brought up and it doesn't get shoved down your throat, which is nice. Like it's just there and some of the characters are dealing with it, but it's that I liked about it. Like that's really the main question in this movie is, you know, like, to what length the, should you go? Do the ends justify the means kind of scenario? And that I liked. I really like that about this movie. Um, and it does bring up the question, I'm sure people are having the conversations now as they walk out of the theater um, together and saying, wow, that was interesting. Anyways, so the other one, the last thing I'm going to bring up about the movie was the end, which you've got the raid uh, on <clears throat> Bin Laden's little fortress, whatever you'd like to call Compound. it. Compound. Compound, thank you. Um, and what I thought they did very well was uh, the the attack was the attack was interesting, but at the end when they go to kill Osama bin Laden, like okay, what's this guy gonna look like? Is he they gonna get a look alike or something? How's this gonna work? And they sort of show him in the shadows. They shoot him really quick. He's on the ground, and I don't know if you guys ever saw the picture of bin Laden in the hole in his head. Have you, did you guys ever see that online? No? Uh, not well enough to know it. Okay. Anyway, there's an actual picture of that. Yeah, you didn't know that. Okay, anyway. with a hole in his head? I'm going to yeah. mute myself. I'll be right back. <laughs> Thanks. Anyways, um, so what they did was they took a picture of him after they, they shot him, or maybe it was you know way later after they shot him, but it seemed like closely to right after. And the shot 
what they do is instead of showing Osama bin Laden in the movie, they show him shot on the ground and you see like a bearded person, but then they take a camera, hover it over him and take the shot and you see the picture that we all know, all familiar with in the camera, which I thought was, I thought it was in- interesting. I thought it was, uh, I'm well familiar done. with it now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can find it. Um, so yeah, that, I thought they did that very well. And I do, you know, I wish the movie the best, but really, like, I think it's been way hyped up. The whole, um, they brought up the whole torture thing in the very beginning. There's a guy waterboarded and how they're implying that we caught Bin Laden because this guy was waterboarded. That is, like, it's a fucking movie, people. Calm down. Like, right. it's... Yeah, the um, CIA actually went on record uh, and said that, that that's not what happened, and it's really important right. to keep that in sight. Like, you know, God, <laughs> I trust the CIA. Right, right. Like, when I'm when I'm seeing the movie, and when, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that the, you know, the government told us exactly what happened in that compound. So even if I were to reference what we've heard about what happened in that compound and then start comparing it to what happened in the movie, either one's just as likely as the other. So I'm not... I'm not debating any of that stuff. It's just, uh, yeah, I, uh, it's a movie guys go see it and enjoy it. You know, it's a little cathartic when you get to see Osama bin Laden get shot. You know, it's like, I, I was one of those people when I was watching on the news, people just chanting USA after bin Laden died. I pretty much wanted to vomit, but, um, yeah, uh, go see the movie. It was pretty good. Now the important part, was it better than dread? That's tough because expectations are completely different, completely different. Um, I'll tell you this. I'm probably more likely to have dread in my movie collection than zero dark 30. That's as, that's as far as I'm going with it. As Speaks as volumes. Going. Speaks uh, volumes. So uh, that's, I guess, uh, Jeff, you don't have a movie review, right? So we're just going to jump to the quiz, which by the way, New Year's resolution, I'm going to beat Jeff in more quizzes this year than he's going to beat me. Just let you know, just let you know, throwing it out there. Good to know. I'll be able to keep track of that nice and easily. <laughs> uh, with the zero column. <laughs> my hand, my left hand for Greg, a pad of paper for Jeff. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, this is uh, another quiz that we've been doing recently. It's uh, the foreign title quiz. Uh, movies have different uh, names in different countries, and these will be the English translations of those names. So, for instance... Um, like the German version for your Superman always, might be Gremlins as example. I, uh, I was going to go with Superman. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say man with blue tights flies over city or something might be the title for Superman in a different country. So you guys got it. Probably got it. Okay. I remember, I remember being pretty good at this one. I'm, I feel, I feel a supreme confidence right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is, yeah, go ahead. We'll start with uh, the country of China. And this one is called Night in the Cramped Forest. Uh, Shrek. <laughs> no. Night is from China. Night in the Cramped Forest? Correct. Stand by me. Army nope. of Darkness. Um, nope. Night in the Cramped Forest. Robin Hood. Uh, no. Robin Hood Men in Tights. I forgot. Robin Hood it. Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Okay, tell me when you're done with your Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, this is a 1999 horror. Evil Dead 2. No. Evil Dead. Um, 1999, yeah, right. Um, nobody? 1999 horror. Night. Night. Ooh, uh, Blair Witch Project. Done. It is Blair Witch. What? Yes. Oh. Okay. Dude, 
I was thinking Knight K N I G H T. No wonder. Yeah. No wonder I failed. No wonder you're a loser. <laughs> All right. This one's from the Czech Republic. Ooh, and it's like called it. Santa is a Pervert. <laughs> Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Yeah. Damn it. Nice job. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, this one's from Finland. And it's called Rita Hayworth, Key to Escape. Strawshank Redemption. Yes. What was that? Finland? Uh, yes. The, the original of Stephen King's story was called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank yep. Redemption. Have um, you read it? Uh, okay, this, no, one's, this one's from France. And it's called The Teeth from the Sea. Jaws. Jaws, Jaws is correct. So I win or Greg wins? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, well, I don't, know, I don't know what you guys heard, but I, I it sounded like... Oh, no, for me, it was not even close. Like, usually okay. when there's a dispute, it's pretty close, but that one, like, he was done saying it. Okay. All right. Um, Looks like I'm going to have to get a second, a second ahead here. East Coast delay. I'll, right. uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. This one's from Germany, and it's called My Partner with the Cold Snout. Turner and Hooch. Nope. Oh, like, yes, it I is. Like yeah, I like that guess. <laughs> My partner with the cold snout. Yes. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Nope. Um, stop or my mom will shoot is obvious. Can't be that. Lady in the Tramp. Nope. Partner. And this is what country? Uh, Germany. Germany? Germany? Uh, this is a 1989... Steiger. Okay, sorry. This is a 1989 comedy. Turner and Hooch. I'm back to that. Um, 1989 comedy. Partner. I've, I've got a great clue for it. but Would you like another hint? Yeah, I guess. It's, it's like the GoBots version of Turner and Hooch. I said Canine Cop. Oh, did you? I didn't hear you say yeah. Canine, canine Cop. Canine Cop. Yes, yeah. K9 is correct. Son of a bitch. All right. I'm glad that I had enough confidence that that was the GoBots version of yeah. Turner and Hooch to say it a second time. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I said the answer. All right. Uh, this one's from it's Hong Kong. Just in the year difference between K9 Cop and Turner and Hooch. Right. 1989 was Turner and Hooch, by yeah. the way. Oh, Hong so Kong. They're both in 89? Wow. I mean, Ants and a Bug's Life came out in the same year, and obviously one of those was significantly superior to the other. Probably. Yeah, I would imagine. Kinda. I've never seen either, but yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's it's like the one of the few Pixar ones I haven't seen. All right. They're both good in their own way, like chocolate and vanilla. Okay, moving Just... on. <laughs> Back to the ice cream. God damn it. All right. Um this one's from Hong Kong and it's called American Virgin Man. Forty year old virgin? Nope. American Virgin Man is the correct. Uh uh huh. God, I hope it's a Jesus movie. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> for the win. American Virgin movie. Or American Virgin 19, Man. It's a 1999 comedy. American Virgin Man is the name of it. Hmm. 1999. Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. No. Nobody. That was like 91, wasn't it? We're I old. Got nothing. That was 94. 
94. Well, 93 technically. Uh, so it was American Pie. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. Nope, that would do it. All right. Um, this is Israel, and it's called a flood. A flood of trouble. Twenty twelve. Nope. What? Almighty. Are you serious? Evan Almighty. What did you say? I said Evan Almighty, and then I said Bruce Almighty, then I said Uh, Evan Almighty. uh, Evan is correct. Right. Are you sure it's not twenty twelve? I'm sure. All right. right. Under protest. Under protest. This one is from Japan. I'm falling behind. And I have no idea if it makes sense or not, so I'll just read it, see what happens. (laughs) Held by wind in Montana. Fargo. Nope. Montana? Yep. Uh, Held by wind in Montana. Yes. I have no idea. Brokeback Mountain. No. Held by wind in Montana. Yes. Airport in 1979. (laughs) Nope. Another one of the airport movies. You got to give it to me. (laughs) Enemy Mind. Nope. Are you sure? Yes. Um, it's a 1998 drama based on a book. Memphis Bell. No idea. No. 19, 19, 19, 1998? Correct. Based, based on a book. Thanks. Can you give us the author of the book? So can you give us, can you give uh, us the Nick Evans. Can you give us the publisher of the book? No, but I cannot. Nick Evans. No, Eric I Roth wrote the screenplay, didn't he do uh, Forrest Eric, Gump? Eric Roth? Yeah, wasn't he the one that did Forrest Gump and Benjamin Button? Anyway, uh, the correct answer is... Roth, the horror guy. Is the Horse Whisperer. <laughs> That's yeah. a Jeff movie. Jeff sure. should have got it. Uh, That's minus one for Jeff. I said it for Jeff. not getting it. All right. Um, this is another Japanese one, and it's called Wild Speed Mega Max. <laughs> <laughs> Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. No. Fast and the Furious 1, Fast and the Furious 2. Wait, what's it again? Speed Racer. Speed Racer. (laughs) You read it again? Wild Speed Mega Max. Mad Max. No. On Thunderdome. No. Let me finish. Beyond Thunderdome. Make sure that's there. Wild Speed Mega Max. Mega Max. M-A-X. Yes. Wild Speed Mega Max. Transporter 2. Uh, I guess I'll look this up to give you a, tr- a hint. Transporter. You guys don't really need one. It's 2011 action movie. Transformers 1, 2, or 3. Fast 5. Yes, yeah, Fast 5. Oh my Great. god, are you kidding me? It's no. Fast 5? It's Fast 5. <laughs> That's why I was immediately laughing. This quiz the- is over, and it's not even, like, nobody wins. This quiz was over before it started, Greg. You knew right. that. It's Fast 5. Alright, this, this one is Polish. <laughs> and it's called The Hunter of Androids. Oh, Blade Runner. Yes. That's nice job. Okay. That one's... That one makes sense. No one's all- remember the name of the movie. All right. Um, this one's from Portugal, and it's the man who killed his mother. Psycho. psycho. It is psycho. Oh, okay, who said so that? I got that one. Wait. Uh, I, according to what I heard, Greg started it before Jeff did. Wow. 
Yeah. You know what? I'm man enough to say let's put that at a, at a tie and we'll move on because it was close it on was my very end. Very close. Let's put it as a tie. Okay. And maybe the listeners later, if you want to say who got the point, please go to com. It's not. But if you edit it. All right. All right. Don't right. <laughs> do that. This one's from Taiwan, and it's is the spy capable or not? Uh, the spy is too little. Like me? Neither. Okay. Is the spy capable or not? You decided to put an exclamation mark there too. Did, is there an exclamation mark in that? No, there isn't. That's just my interpretation of well, how they say it. question mark. It's <laughs> difficult to have a question mark and an exclamation mark. In, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is the spy capable or not? Hmm. Um. Gold spy. Austin Powers. Gold. It's a 2008 comedy action. Spy Hard. Nope. Oh, it. Um. It's gonna be one of those. It's not. I hope it's not a Mr. Bean movie. Um, what oh, is that other? No. What about? I can't think of the name of it. 2008. Shit. I'm not gonna know it. I'm not gonna know it. It's a remake of a TV show. Yeah, I know. I just don't <laughs> know what the name of it is. Moving on. All right. Uh, correct it's answer is wasn't it, right. Yes, it was the Steve Carell vehicle known as Get Smart. Get yeah. Smart. Yep. Is the spy capable or not? All right. This one's what Spanish. Score, what scoreboard? Uh, five to three. Continue. I think uh, if we didn't have puns in English, we'd have that. Yeah. Uh, in Spanish, this one is my poor little angel. Feel the dreams. Obvious tag. Next. Oh. Nothing was obvious or good about that. My poor little angel. Yes. Michael. No. Good answer. Good oh, answer. Don't, thank do not, you fo- do not focus on Angel on this, for sure. Do not. It's more of a description of the main character, and that's it. So it's my little angel? My poor little angel. Poor little angel. It's so a, we, have, we have nothing to go on. <laughs> it's a 1990 family comedy. 1990. They were making those back then? Yeah. What's that movie with Robert Downey Jr. where he's like surrounded by ghosts? What's that movie? Um, Back to that School. Movie, that movie was awesome. Back to School. That movie was awesome. You talking about Frighteners? Mm-mm. You said- talking about Robert Downey Jr. and there's like oh, right. four ghosts following him and he has to do their... Uh, oh, yeah. Their- it was like once and again or something like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is that the answer? No. <laughs> <laughs> once and again. <laughs> I forget uh, the name of that one. All right. Well, I have song. no idea. I need a hint or move on. Um, I can't give you a hint without giving it away. Just kill it. Kill it. It's uh, Home Alone. What? It's Home Alone. I told you My not to. My poor little angel is... I told you not to focus on Angel. You didn't... Right. You didn't so we have poor little then? That's all we got to go on. Yeah. Now I, feel, now I feel terrible that I didn't get Home Alone, yeah. even though I shouldn't have. That That's was why crazy. I couldn't give a clue, because then I have to give it away. All right. <laughs> You're this what the French call. character's name what? was Kevin McAllister. <laughs> the father. The father. Um, the next one is Turkish. And it's Papa Crazy Glasses New York House. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. You're dealing with two people that have been to Turkey, Jim. Don't bullshit us. <laughs> I'll translate that shit. Remember your what time. Was it? What was it again? Papa Crazy Glasses New York House. Papa Crazy Mr. Glass. Mr. Emporium's Wonder Emporium. Oh. 
That's a great oh, answer. That was a great answer. God damn it. York House. When were you in, in Turkey? Istanbul. When? Oh. We went uh, to Europe. Yeah, 2006. 2006. Back, back when people were cool still. This was not in theater still. This was a 2001 film. Way to segue in that 2000. I was going to see if you know, it'd be in the theaters while you're walking around there, but no, it wasn't. I have no idea. Um, it's in New York, right? What's right? that? Papa Crazy Glasses. Yeah. Crazy Glasses. Yeah. Is that a huge hint? This is another one that you guys should get, if all people. What? What's that supposed to mean? Interesting. <laughs> Uh, crazy glasses. Two thousand. When did you say it was two thousand one? One. Yep. Wow, it's drama and comedy. Maybe it's all this booze I've been drinking, but I am drawing a blank. Wonder Boys. Another hint. Another not, hint. Um. <laughs> more. It, it was nominated in two thousand two for a best writing. For screenplay, that's your hint. Tenant bombs, very good. Oh. It was tenant bombs. Yes. Seriously? <laughs> yes. That's why I brought that clue up. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, they didn't. Wow. They thought his glasses were crazy. Yeah. Those uh, were really normal glasses. I thought. <laughs> that didn't. I don't know. But I kind of remember I them being that normal. But I wouldn't name the movie after anywhere. <laughs> All right. Um, this one's from China, and it's Run Run Cloudzilla. Cloudzilla? Yep. I love this, by the way. Uh, uh, that would be the day after tomorrow. Nope. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Check again. What was that awful movie? Cloverfield. Nope. Damn it. Run, run, Cloudzilla. Joanna Man. <laughs> as much as I want it to be? No. Jake said it was an awful movie. So. Cloudzilla. Hmm. Let me th- let me think about that while I drink. All right, it is uh, it's an action film in 1996. 1996. Rain with a chance of meatballs or whatever it was. No, no. This is. Oh, you said 1996. It is not Perfect Storm, and yes, it's 96. 96. Okay. What was that last one? White Squall. Nope. Wow, 96. That's. Dial it back. Run, run, Cloudzilla. Yep. Independence Day. Nope. Damn it. That's a good guess. I think that was a pretty good guess. That was probably older. Yeah, that was probably older. Damn it. When was that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. All right. 96. It was 96. Are you sure it's not Independence Day? I'm sure. Okay. This was probably its... All right. Well, it's dead because we don't... All right. The correct answer is Twister. Uh, what? What? All right, it's time. To, it's time to shut this off. We're just embarrassing ourselves right now. <laughs> All right, we'll do. We got one more that I want to do. What's the scoreboard? Um, it is five to four. Whoa! And you have one more. All I've right. got one more that I want to do. I can do a couple more. All right, well, let's All do right. one All more. Right. And All right. this one is it. more. And if Greg gets it, then we're not going to tie. We'll do a tiebreaker. <laughs> um. All right. I'm just realizing this is going to be way too easy now. Um. The, the this is another China one. And it's called A Very Powerful Whale Runs to Heaven. Free Willy. Yes. Wow. Okay. 
cool. I should have just thought whale and went free willy, but then I thought runs to heaven. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right. In, well, in the, in the uh, obvious category, there's a, the imaginary dead baseball players live in my cornfield one, too. That was, hey, all right. <laughs> that just tell me the plot. Hey, hey, imaginary, easy. imaginary dead baseball players <laughs> live in cornfield. Yeah. Movie. Did you say baseball players? That's it great. does. Hong Kong. It's the, that's perfect. That should be. Baseball players live in my cornfield, which I have carved a baseball diamond in because voices <laughs> in my sleep. Even though people told me not to. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, well done, James. The first quiz of the year. Catch yeah. with my dad at the end. 2013. <laughs> and um, I didn't win it. So I guess. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the possibility of music. When you might music win. in May, if it's coming back, is going to be my chance. Because that's the only thing I'm good at. Yeah, I have lots to work with. I just haven't done the editing yet. I got, yeah. I got dead ears, mate. So. <laughs> you got dead ears, mate. All right. So we're kind of pushing uh, pushing the time envelope here. So let's get to... We do have a Parker Posey play along this oh, week. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and we did have one last week as well, which is brought to all our uh, our beautiful fans at gogapit.com and also at the Movie Art page on Facebook. Um, and the question was uh, Jeff's question, which shortly is, what foreign language uh, film are you most most apt to see, or what nation's film are you most apt to see? As in, uh, if you had to pick one country that it was not English-speaking, um, what country would you pick to watch their films? And we got a German backup. We got a J- Japan answer. J- or Jeff, Some any of them? Answers, I think, yeah. Germany and Japan are are, are, are great. Of course, you go down with the Germany answer. Oh, of course, that's and, and you brought up Japan on the on the show, and I do you know I do feel bad, but Japan was picked for the whole uh, monster movie uh, uh, syndrome from uh, from KPW, which is a, a a different reason entirely, but fantastic regardless. Uh, but this does bring us to Jim's question, which is this week. So James, uh, knock it out. Uh, yeah, my question this week is um, based on a, a go, plot go. device. Uh, no, the plot device known as the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's usually a object of some sort that kind of is the like does the driving of the plot, and all the characters are chasing it. Um, if I traditionally, guess you, do I get bonus points? Um, <laughs> sure, you do. Uh, but uh, yeah, traditionally it doesn't matter what the object is. But I'm not worried about that part of it. So um, yeah, I'm just looking for an object that people are after to drive the plot in the film and my answer is is the uh briefcase from pulp fiction thank you yeah yeah yes. no problem <laughs> yes i really wanted to come up with a different one um it was kind of an obvious one i was hoping to think of an old school one that uh i you know remember from my youth or something but yeah that's a long time ago so yeah i'm going with pulp fiction um uh I, I know it's stolen, and I forget what film it's actually stolen from, but uh, it's some, another old one from a long time ago. But uh, yeah, going with the Pulp Fiction briefcase, just uh, like the fact that you never really find out what's inside of it, and it does kind of fall into that uh, category of it doesn't matter what it is because it doesn't affect the plot at all, really. It's just right, like, after well, it. But yeah, the idea being that whatever it is, it's not really like it's something inconsequential, but it moves the plot on to right. a specific, like it pushes the plot, and it's... Right. And I'm not too concerned about like the Nirvana get called something that. like that, the Womp Eater, I believe. <laughs> um, hmm. So yeah. Well, I, I have my answer, but like there are, I think if you were starting to think movie by movie, there are billions of them. Yeah, exactly. But 
the one that sticks out in my head the most was pretty much when I first learned about MacGuffins, and that was in Rear Window back in my uh, back in my youth as well. Not, oh, that's not, a solid but, flick. I remember but, watching you letting me tag along to your film. Wait, that's right. You were in that classroom. Yeah. No shit. Holy yeah, cow. I, I was Are not you, even uh, enrolled at the university and went and saw Rear Window. <laughs> If you're yeah, if you're out of college and you've got friends at other colleges, or if you're not out of college and you have friends at other colleges, go to and sit in in a class that's not terrible. And since you don't even have to be there, you'll enjoy yourself that much more. It's, it's, it's great. Fantastic. It's a great experience. Yeah. I did and if it they say, at NYU Law, I saw this guy named I can't, oh God, I would kill to remember the guy's name. It was Noah something. Anyway, uh, he like he helped uh, write the Iraqi Constitution shortly after the uh, the American. So like, badass. It was it was really like a cool experience. It was it, like I didn't have notes or anything. Like if he had called on me, I would have just like laughed and left. But it, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Who are you? Get out of this class. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Um, but in Rear Window, you have a situation where there is a supposed a supposed murder, and uh, our, our hero is convinced that a murder had happened, but it's start, the heat's starting to go down. There's just a point where it's like, okay, he's giving it up. Maybe this guy didn't kill his, his, like his mom or something. I don't even remember now. But um, And at, there is a dog digging in a garden between these two buildings, and the dog is, you know, just harmlessly digging and just in somebody's flower bed. So that's a problem. But at some point, the dog turns up dead. So that's what triggers like, OK, something's up. We got to go take a look in that garden. There's something buried out there. And that just pushes the plot on to catching the guy that suspected murder committed by a, uh, the guy in the apartment. And it's uh, yeah, it's just uh, the reason it sticks out in my head is it was when I was first learned, like, OK, this is what is what we're calling a MacGuffin. And what is the point of uh, just for no other reason but to push the uh, plot onwards, and uh, thought it was interesting. A little bit of a history, and it's Hitchcock, which is also cool. So yeah. who pretty uh, much coined the phrase, didn't he? Great question. I think, I think uh, he did. Yeah. 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 Right. I'm pretty sure he came up with that term. Um, um. So I don't know if this counts or not, but I'm gonna um I'm gonna go with it anyway. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go a multi-movie MacGuffin, and I'm gonna go with the Holy Grail. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I mean, obviously there, there's some intrinsic significance to what the Holy Grail is, but there, there are some pretty cool movies where people are chasing after the Holy Grail, uh, in particular, obviously last crusade and even more obviously Monty Python and, and the Holy the Grail. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 like, I think that it, it sort of represents like this, this huge, huge thing, but really like all our, like in movies, all it is, is like, you know, we got to go get this thing and, uh, there are going to be some, uh, you know, may, maybe we'll have some Templars defending it or something like that, you know, whatever. But, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's and good to push and just to push the point out again. Like the, it doesn't have to be an object. Like it really, like the MacGuffin is something yeah. that you want to pick the jewel of the Nile. You go right, right. ahead. Like, com- well, just completely pointless other than pushing the plot on. Like it's something that didn't have any reason to happen really other yeah. than, I'm not worried about the, that part though. Like I'm just looking for something that they're questing after or they're driving for. I'm not worried right. about the inconsequential part, but if you want to stick with that, more points to you, I guess. Right. Well, it's just, you know, mine has nothing to do with a questing for. So, like, I guess I'm picking one side and... Um, changing yeah. my question? That's cool. I'm not changing the question. <laughs> I feel like every good spy movie sort of has one of these. Like, the, yeah. like the plans, you know? Like, in yeah, Star Wars, yeah. even. Like, you know, yeah. The, like, you know, yeah, I was thinking about picking R2, but, uh, yeah. 
Anyways, so, James, question will be, the board's at GungPit.com, also on the MovieWare page on Facebook. Could you state it one last time for the listeners? Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite MacGuffin and film? Awesome. Uh, thank you guys always um, for meeting up for with us and just discussing uh, all the coolness. And I uh, appreciate your guys' input. And go uh, go Moonrise Kingdom. We're going to win that nomination. I'm saying because I'm, I'm involved. I'm yeah. involved. <laughs> Co-producer. So, uh, thank you guys. Yep. Uh, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Drive safe, people. We'll have a uh, happy birthday for Jeff this weekend. Everybody say happy birthday, Jeff. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you always for listening, live listening, downloading the show. Always love you guys for it. And thank you guys for being here. The Mila Kunis for getting movie hour. See you next time. Hot chick, like 80s hot chicks. 80, 80s? no, 80. No, hot chicks. No. 80s like hot, hot chicks who are now in their 80s. Oh, come on, dude. Moonrise Kingdom, like, we'll talk about it, but just blank across the board. It's it's crazy. It's a, it's a dick in the eye of everyone that hates good movies or likes good movies. It's a dick I in like the eye of everyone that hates good movies and likes dicks in the eye. <laughs> so, you know, take that for